0: Yeah, what's going on? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. However you are listening, welcome. This is Loreforce, the podcast for news, discussion, lore, and more. Brashes of Creation, we are your hosts. My name is Jibs, and I'm joined by
1: Cash. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everybody. (laughs) I checked my microphone today. It's working (laughs) fine.
2: (laughs) Oh, fantastic. And Sonny's here today's word of the day
0: kids is diegetic <laughs> Can oh you say diegetic <laughs> that's that's a four year word there was that what they say whenever it's a college Diabetes. word
2: uh like a hundred dollar word $100 or word I, there you go usually I, I don't there's a reference of that hundred dollar word i think it was like a game show in the 70s or something like that yeah right like a scrabble people that play scrabble you ever met somebody that's like super into scrabble yeah, my wife. Yeah. Really? My mother-in-law.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Really? She kicks the crap out of me and my daughter on the regular with Scrabble.
0: Proctee <clears throat> says my grandma had diegetic. She had to check her sugars. Exactly. <laughs> this is the
2: second uh, Wilford Brimley reference today yes, for me. <laughs> I made a Wilford
1: Brimley r- uh, reference because I just put a video out, which I'm sure we're going to get to talk about, and um, I actually used the word diegetic in it. It's true. I felt super smart. But kind of dumb at the same time. I had to google what that was.
2: When it was referenced. I got to the- be honest with you. I had to google what that was. And you don't get a lot of like English words by me on a, on a first run like that. So like I could not believe that they dropped that word just casually. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we we mean this to be diegetic. And I'm
1: like, yeah. what, the, what the You know who you know who doesn't need to google that word? <laughs> yeah. Steven. Steven, and I think yes. what's that Bucky?
0: He easily responded like, "Oh yeah, that's not you know, we intend to be diegetic. Oh, so we're I a communal. The, we understand yeah, this word. I get word. the
2: feeling that, that this is like an internal word that they throw around a lot. And they're, uh, oh, this is the development team that uses the word diegetic. I know
0: these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh So, gentlemen, how have we been
1: doing? Cash,
0: what have you been up to? What have you been playing?
1: Uh, I've been good. Um, I just finished. Actually, I did a couple videos this week. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited about both of them. Uh, one of them we released today it was a little more time sensitive than, uh, than anything else. And it was, uh, basically my feelings on why I believe that caravan PVP is going to be a cornerstone uh, of ashes of creation gameplay. Yeah. So, um, that was a, that was a blast yesterday. I had a really good time getting that filmed once I figured out that, uh, my computer was having Ram issues and why it wasn't firing up. I was like, excuse me, what? Okay. Oh uh, so I got that thing figured out. And then, um, A couple things. I did get filmed and finished, and it's in the hopper, ready for release. This next week is the first episode of The Varen Chef (laughs) that is coming back. But what I also figured out is that during the recording, sometime during the recording of that, I fell ill. I don't think I've ever used I've fell. I've fallen ill. In my entire life, but I just did right there. Yeah, man, I got, I was like sick. Like I got done recording it and filming everything and going through the entire process and destroying my kitchen. And then um, I went to bed. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was legit, like I was sick, like I was great. Yeah. So anyway, um, some antibiotics and lots of healthy food later and lots of water. And I am back among the living. And time, time was important. <laughs> yes, yes. Time proved to be a very important factor in that because it turns out you, time is required for antibiotics. So mm. I feel much better now. Good. That was my week. Very good. What about you, Sonny?
2: Well, uh, I continue to play Kingdom Come Deliverance, which it turns out uh, another guy on this podcast tested out Kingdom Come Deliverance, and he's like, "Why didn't you tell me about this game?" <laughs>
1: And I said, I won't shut up about it. So you're just not paying attention to me. <laughs> I, that was also part of my week. I it was, I had to do it. I'm like on so because of ashes. Like I'm on such this medieval kick. Um, and then of course you know doing some of the Varen chef stuff. It just it was everything's in the feel and the flavor. And then getting to create in like this space right here. It's everything is medieval. So I, I was very excited about it, and I bought it, and I dove into it, and I did not want to go to bed that night. I was like, damn, this game is a freaking sleeper.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. It's one of the biggest sleepers I've ever encountered. It's, a, it's an absolute triple A first-person RPG in the style of medieval Skyrim, and it just completely went under the radar for a lot of people including myself um and uh it was I, I i tried it out a few years ago and i've come back to it and it turns out that it just works really well for what i'm doing with streaming while answering questions about ashes because nothing's really like time sensitive you kind of get a lot of breaks and i decided i was going to play it on hardcore mode which is uh kind of punishing but after a while you sort of get used to it um the biggest thing is that you just can't fast travel anywhere so there's a lot of horse time uh just riding around but also you don't get cardinal directions so you're riding around your horse looking at where the sun is and stuff like that and and trying to figure out you know where on this crazy cool map you actually are and i'll tell you this when you can't fast travel and you don't have a compass dark forests become a real thing (laughs) like at night that game is um you you just can't do it like it would be like if you just wandered into a forest at night like you just have no bearing on where you're going and and it really does uh it really does pass that test it's a great game you can get it for practically nothing including all the dlc if you're interested in that game just google like kingdom come deliverance sale and you'll find someone is selling everything for like four bucks it, so, it's on steam for eight dollars yeah that's like, a good deal okay yeah i can do eight dollars you cannot beat this game for eight dollars <laughs> like no. and on top of that i have quite literally been streaming this game now for months and i just asked Carberus who is the the our local expert in this game about how much longer there is in this game and he said something like more than half so like oh god (laughs) so i might be playing this all the way until uh it is time to uh you know i guess play
0: ashes of creation i mean that's that's really where i'm at i think that's what we're all doing right now like we're all just like what game we playing right now until we play ashes you know what game we doing doing you know this week or you're absolutely right like there is a there is a part of me that that just
2: wants to find something that will coast me through because when you look at the calendar, quarter three for 2024 is closer than we think, right? Mm-hmm. This is July one, like July one is quarter three. Now, will it release on July one? Some people think it will. Uh, and that's. Just a few months away. It's crazy how close we actually are to getting our hands on this game. And we are not one of the lucky uh, people that that were able to take part in the alpha. But we saw a lot of them in the gameplay that we will talk about in just a little bit here.
1: Alpha 1 anyway. Yes, Alpha 1. Yeah. Alpha 2, we're coming for you. Yeah, we are. Absolutely,
0: we are. Well, everybody, thank you so much again for Push and Play. Hanging out with us here today. This is episode 25, gentlemen. I don't know if you know this, but we're 25 cents old now. So we got that 20, working. 25 cents old. 25 cents old. <laughs> we <We're> the weirdest <laughs> mannerisms. <laughs> it's,
2: it's
1: better than two and a half decades old. Two and a half decades. <laughs> 25 cents old. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, no idea. <laughs> it's good for radio. <laughs> Does that feel old? I don't know. Unsure. <laughs> not decided. You are a professional. Get, get denominations correct. Oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Well, currency <laughs> is not a unit of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, again, everyone, welcome in. And uh, so this week on the show, we are talking Ashes of Creation's Valentine's Day giveaway. That just came out at the time of this recording. And also, we're going to be doing a complete roundup and I think that's kind of what everyone here is, is uh, waiting for doing a roundup on the dev update for January and that is caravan PVP so gentlemen it's coming to us from ashesofcreation.com ashesofcreation valentine's day giveaway so quote do you smell that no it's not cash It <laughs> must you smell what the, <laughs> what the Stephen is cooking <laughs> Nip, <you> smell.
1: <laughs> I smell like a mountain spring thank you very much thanks to Dr. Squatch ooh so natural. You smell like antibiotics and you know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, it must be February because love is in the air, fellas. Uh, make sure you don't miss that date. To all gentlemen listening, alert Valentine's alert. Day is coming. Alert.
1: <laughs> alert. <laughs> Set an alarm. You're welcome. <laughs> By the time this show comes out, you will be several days closer mm-hmm. to getting in a lot of trouble if you don't get your wife some stuff. So, that's right. Do it. That's right, that's right. So
0: to celebrate this romantic occasion, Intrepid wants you to give all, uh, to give you all another chance at winning Alpha 2 Access. So for everyone listening, here is how you enter. In order to participate in the event, all you have to do is head over to the official Ashes of, Ashes of Creation forums and share your, quote, cutest, most heartwarming, and funniest text you can think of for some candy hearts. Bonus points if you can relate to Ashes of Creation. So here's how you do it. Once you're on the forums, uh, by the way, the you're going to want to submit in this format. So, Candy Heart, number one. Topic is cute. You have 100 characters on each of these, okay? The second topic is heartwarming, and the third one is funny. And you have until Thursday, February 8th. So, for those of you listening on release day, you only have a few days left. Winning submissions will be spotlighted in their Valentine's Day post on Wednesday, February
1: 14th. We should... We should submit something. I think we should. We should do a thing. It would be fun. That would be fun to do that. Um, actually, we should submit some of our text messages <laughs> between us <minutes Nope>. three. <laughs> 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 Come on, Sonny. Nope. <laughs> just just let it go. Just let it happen. Okay. Nope. <laughs> um You know, the funny thing about this is, is they said, submit your cutest, most heartwarming and funniest text you can think of, but they didn't say between who. Mm-hmm. So, where,
0: like where are you, you going, going with where you that going like, you with do this devs. boss? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, what I'm saying is is that we can probably put some of our text message debauchery in there. It's Again, nope. <laughs> 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 I stand firmly
2: by my initial nope. Is that a red flag? Come on.
0: Is that a red flag? Guys. Almost for sure. <laughs> Almost for sure a red flag. Okay. But what if I love both you guys?
1: <laughs> Brothers got a hug. Brothers got a
0: no out there. <laughs> sonny just make sure you have bunk beds in your freehold okay uh yeah have more room <laughs> okay, for <activities>. separate
1: rooms
2: <laughs> we're adults we can get separate rooms <laughs> uh i think this is a good idea this is a lot of fun i think that we should do something in our community where we put up like a um, a submission and poll there you and go. Then, then we figure out like uh two or three we're going to submit uh we're, we're big fans of crowdsourcing our stuff yeah. uh from our community <laughs> it tends to work out very well for us that's how we got the sleepy owl uh, which we love. And, uh, you know, so this is just one of those things. I love that they're doing something like this. This is fun. This is easy. This is easy points with the community to have some fun uh, while people are waiting for the Alpha 2 release. And, and frankly, you know, this is the kind of stuff that, uh, that community managers should be doing, right? And everyone's, in a, everyone's in a happy place.
0: Everyone's in a good mood. So uh, why not do that kind of stuff here? So that, I'm excited about this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love when they do fun little things like this. Like you were saying, you know, it's just the fun little things that
1: makes the world go around sometimes. <laughs> it's just a big reminder that I have to go out and find some tulips at some florist someplace, which can be difficult to find in SoCal this time of year. Hmm.
2: Well, I was covered in snow and ice, so it's also difficult to find <laughs> those here. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so let of-
2: not be complaining about your 70 degrees down there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here, here, Kelly, I just want you to know that I love you. I got you some tree branches.
2: Salt. A bouquet <laughs> of snow salt. and salt and twigs.
1: <laughs> I got you some salt and some bad decisions. Here you go. Oh, that's so
0: good. That's so good. So anyway, yeah, everyone who's tuning in, make sure you jump in on that. Get yourself some alpha keys. That'd be awesome. You can join us in the alpha, too. Uh, That's going to be a good time. So, gentlemen, it goes without saying the real reason why everyone is here, why we're here today, and that goes for the dev update we just had for January, the Caravan PvP update. I, I really don't know a great way to open this but cash you just came out with a great video on this caravan pvp system i know there's a lot of things that stood out to you what would you guys think on this
1: well i'm i'll make no bones about it like i think everything that we do because at least a couple of us are relatively simple-minded we start with low-hanging fruit like like every time sonny you're the freaking mayoral candidate you know you're not the (laughs) simple-minded one okay It's it's brother Jibs and brother cat. You, you may continue. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's my bow. <laughs> That's okay. I'll kick you in the nuts at some point during the show. So. <laughs> no doubt, it's coming. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we we usually like to start and just kind of get the stuff out of the way. But I really think that the uh, some of the things that that stood out to me right off the bat was just the the visuals continue to just impress, uh, especially for an an unoptimized game. I'm. Very, very impressed. One of the things that stood out to me right off the bat and actually Sunny and I were streaming during um, during their showcase. And I remember at one point just going like, dude, look, look off in the distance. You can see the raid party down there.
2: I didn't, I, didn't even not- you- I didn't notice it until you pointed it out to me. I was like, what? Right. And you're like, no, they're, like, down there. You can see them, and I'm looking at them, and the little tiny guys are moving around. I was like, you got to be kidding me with this.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful. Like, they were, they were sitting in this valley, and it looked like it was, like, maybe morning time. And there was, like, this very light haze or, like, a light mist in the valley. And you could see them silhouetted, like, on this rock outcropping, probably... Two hundred yards from where Steven was standing, you know as as the crow flies, and it was just it was fantastic. I loved it. He started started moving towards where everybody was because obviously they had some diabolical plans that they were going to uh, execute. but what what I, I did end up seeing is when all of the character tags started popping up, he was probably about i don 't know fifty game yards away, maybe fifty meters or something like that away. Um, and they all started to pop up, and then we started to see some familiar faces, and we were like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" Like we knew that they were going to need a lot of people to pull this one off. It's PvP. Like you're going to need you need a brick of people. Right. What and faces did. did you see? Uh, we saw Vertec in there. We saw Cat Stevens. A bunch of names from the forums for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, I remember you. I remember you. I remember you." And then later on, we saw TV. We saw Chibi. She was on the receiving end of that hell they unleashed. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> I felt so bad. And I was like, oh, my God, poor Chibi. So I remember, too, because I knew it wasn't live. Um, I knew that portion of, of the showcase wasn't live. So I messaged Chibi, like, right in the middle. I was like, I see you. And then uh, I said, oh, I, I just saw Vertec, too. And um, I I asked Vertec. I said, you. And if you guys don't know Chibi and Vertec, they're pinnacles in this community, and they both run the Golden Feather uh, podcast over on their channel. It's fantastic. Um, but I I asked Vertek, I said, you did not have anything to do with harming your wife, did you? And he said, you saw it here first. Intrepid, <laughs> intrepid made me do domestic violence. <laughs> ah. I was dying. Oh, oh. That was funnier now. So anyway, that was... Like, low-hanging fruit just for, you know, some fun content creator stuff uh from what I saw there. Um But, yeah, like, I- I'm not going to lie. I got stuck into the Ranger thing as soon as I saw the Ranger camo. Yeah. And with that, I'll pass it on. Because otherwise, I'm going to sit here and gush for another hour and 15 minutes.
0: JB, what did you think of Ranger camo? Oh, I mean... It was exactly what we wanted to see, and I remember distinctly us talking about the show, and we we had hoped that it was something like the predator style of camouflage, where it's not transparent, but just kind of has that uh, somewhat translucent feel to it, and that was exactly what it was, and it was so, just like yes, it was a moment of just yes. It just, it was perfect. I mean, it, it, that's exactly how it needs to be for the ranger. It was perfect. You can still see the outlines when you were looking up, you know, from like the Chibi Bree um, down in the valley and you're looking up and you're seeing, you know, everyone that's standing there. <laughs> What's kind of funny is there was one guy who was not stealth. And so it's yes. like, hey, everybody, we're <laughs> up here. <now."> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, How's um, the caravan going? Yeah. <laughs> It was that was so good, you know, and so like You wait, you you guys have stealth? Yeah.
1: <laughs> he takes a leaf and puts it in front of his yeah, face. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, oh, it was so funny. So uh but everybody minus that one guy, minus Craig up there, you know, like everyone was stealthed up and it looked perfect. That's exactly what it should be. It shouldn't be as great as the rogue, but you know that range stealth was just Perfect, and it held. The cool thing was that it held. They held that stealth until the ability fired off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I didn't see a timer on it uh, for one on on cam- uh, camo camouflage. And um, the other big thing that I noticed, and I actually went through and I slow motioned it. I did it in, in my in my video that we released today too. I did a slow motion of all that those timed snipes, and. It's like as soon as the arrow leaves the bow, that's when you pop out of stealth, which is fantastic perfect. because that entire right? that entire channel that you have to do the charge you have to do in order to, you know, get that thing sent is is long. Like it's a longer I wouldn't say it's a long, long cast time, but it's a longer cast time to get that thing off. And for for good reason, like that thing is is going to thwack whatever it hits and it's going to cause a lot of freaking damage so so there was that and then the uh the other thing in relation to that was how i was pretty impressed at their tactics when the poor dude that they were targeting just got vaporized and i was like Oh, that guy's all excited, you know, be part of the caravan thing, and all of a sudden he finds himself back in town at the. Moment. Yeah, the that just guy. Happened to me. That guy went to Adams. <laughs> he <laughs> got hit by yeah
2: by like nine snipes at the same time and just was gone. Dude, yeah. like Bob has left the chat. <laughs> it has gone. <laughs> Uh, So, you know, it was a lot of fun and it kind of highlighted, you know, one of those things that everyone wants to do with something like that. Right. Like, is there a better spot than high up on a bluff in your long range camo? I thought that the the, the conversation about camo was very appropriate for the Rangers. It's, It's exactly what we wanted, which was we don't want a perfect camo system. We want something where if you are a long way away, you really should have a very hard time seeing these people. Um, and if you're close up, you know, well, the, the game is over, right? That's how a ranger should work is you just get enough camo at distance that you can, uh, do this kind of tactic. And that's exactly what happened was they were at range. They were, they were waiting for it and they fired it off all at once, which was great coordination and super fun to see that kind of thing happen. Um, I will, I I will say this, that, uh, no, I'm not going to say this because we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But uh I'm sorry, uh, Cash, Snopes, you want
1: to right as you said that snow elf and chat says, I'm pretty sure his game uninstalled from that Ranger game. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, he, he went to like a blue window screen at that point, right? I'm done. I'm going to pack it wow. in and become an accountant.
0: <laughs> so, oh, it's yeah, so I mean, it's beautiful
2: The Uh, I think this gets into the larger question now uh, after you saw that opening was a lot of the the caravan type of play. And when we saw the caravan, we'd seen this kind of before. Right. Like the caravan looked like the caravan. It looked gorgeous. uh, And then you had a bunch of people attacking it. But we saw improvements to the whole thing or at least changes. Right. Um, When they destroyed the people. And this is important to say, too, like it was designed so that they would win that fight. OK, for a lot sure. of people are like, oh, those defenders didn't have a chance. Well, they didn't have a chance not only by design, but by literal game mechanics. They they said that they tuned those guys down. They reduced some of their abilities, effectiveness. All sorts of stuff. They were going to lose that fight. No
1: question. Are you saying it was rigged? It was rigged. It was Digstown
2: all day. Uh, there's just no way that those guys were going to make it out of there. And they didn't. And so then you have the caravan, which is on fire. And what did we see with the caravan on fire, Cash?
1: Oh, we're going to totally nerd out on this, too. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> the, la- the last caravan uh live stream, the fire never went out. And Steven was saying the devs were just sitting there talking about mechanics and all kinds of you know important stuff, and Sonny and I are just like, "Someone's going to put that fire out. Someone. <laughs> this is the guy's life's work. <laughs> <They> <laughs> to protect life, property, man. and the environment, please." Uh, but it did. Like this time, it actually it went out, and Sonny's like, "No, it didn't." And I was like, "Dude, it went out. It's just smoke." <laughs> it's really, you know, looked over and sure as heck they had uh, they had made that change to where once the once the caravan is destroyed, you know all the crates and everything fall off of it. It's on fire, and then it just and this it looks great when it's on fire and there's smoke. Like it looks fantastic, and then it just kind of died down, died down. Then it was just smoking, and then it stopped. Um, the the one like the one thing that I I would like to see and, and I hate. I hate that, that um, you know, I, I did see a little bit of negative in, in this part. I would like to see that caravan damaged. Mm-hmm. Like, it would make sense. And maybe, like, that's the next progression of what they do, you know, what they do for the visuals in this system. But if you have something that, you know, gets arrows in it and, you know, completely destroyed and axe marks and now it's on fire and all this stuff, it should look like it's mashed up pretty good
2: yeah i think that it could have done a little better on that front um that that is one of those things you don't i mean you don't say a lot of negative things in in your video um that that was one that that i thought you know could have room for improvement it it was a overall it was just a fantastic release but like Mm -hmm. when you're when you're finding things like this they're really nitpicky and this is one of those things where yeah you know they have done such a great job with the attention to detail on everything else um even going down to like the weight of things, which is another, like, gosh, you know, every time you say something, you think of something that happened, but they're all, all these thoughts are like out of order, right? You have a caravan that's loaded up with gear and then the gear falls off of it. Right. So one of the questions that, that, that somebody had way after the stream was, well, what if I want to make decoy caravans? And they said, yeah, you can do that. And as a matter of fact, you can make a decoy caravan that behaves like a weighted down normal caravan by getting fake boxes. Oh, I I was like, what?
1: Wow. Like, That's attention to detail right there. Oh, yeah.
2: Because the caravan, the attention to detail on the caravan is that it looks like it's loaded when it is loaded, right? If it's not loaded, it looks like it's not loaded. So how do you... How do you create subterfuge if you can see this? Well, you put fake boxes
1: with a bunch of bricks in them, right? And I was just like, that is amazing. Yeah, weight weight physics and like, imagine being that good at being a scout for caravans and just going, that's the faker, that's the real one.
0: I don't think you know. I don't think you would know. I don't think we're going
2: to know until it happens, right? Like until we're actually able to see it. Someone's going to figure it. This is like this is the scene in The Italian Job, right? Where yeah. they're measuring the distance off of the 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 load on the little tiny uh sports cars, yep. little minis. Mini Coopers? Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. those are cute. Those Man. are so cute.
2: So anyway, they're so gone. they they blow up the caravan, <laughs> the fire goes out, thank God. They just like I'm so proud of the uh, the Riverlands Volunteer Fire Service. There, they're really up in their game. Uh, we really appreciate it. We like to think here that uh, the developers are listening very closely to our podcast and making changes related exactly <laughs> to what we're asking for. Oh
0: yeah, so <laughs> we, saw, we saw that one, and, and
1: you are welcome, Ashes Community. That oh one's on us. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous! It kind of fired and spread. Oh, <laughs> so, geez.
2: anyway, the boxes are on the ground, and. Uh, And then they have a choice, right? So do you want to talk about what their options are now with all
0: of these boxes on the ground? So those boxes on the ground, one thing I really liked was how you kind of had that, as far as the loot is concerned, the commodities and the material crates. And I liked how each one had the kind of like that different logo, a different emblem, letting you know, hey, by the way, if you see this symbol, you know that is a commodity versus a material crate. Did you know that you could put both of those on the same caravan? I, f- I didn't know that. feel like we'd seen it, but I'm going to be honest. I had forgotten about it if I had seen it. Surprised it surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I thought you could put anything. Like, if you want to put a box of rubber ducks on there, you can. Like I guess it, so. <laughs> so, yeah. That'd be a really good dummy one, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, these rubber ducks. You know how many arrows I used on this stupid caravan? <laughs> you know how I know it's going to be a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went oh, through yeah. this massive war. There was a whole army for nothing but a bunch of bricks and rubber
1: ducks, And dirty <laughs> socks. And dirty socks. Whose laundry's on this thing? Does this? <laughs> JB, I'm going
2: to lead you into the next thing because I know this was a big thing for you. So they they end up getting the bo- the crates. By the way, if you open the crates, they're worth less, which I thought was a cool addition, right? So you don't know what's in these crates. So you're taking a risk right there, uh, like your risk-reward Meter is going crazy Trying to figure out Whether or not you want to Open these things And just take the stuff out But they go down the path And then they have A tactical choice here They can either Continue down the road Or they can do what? Go on a boat
0: (laughs) (laughs) What'd you think
2: Of the water game?
0: Oh my gosh So He
1: liked it I feel like
0: people In our community At Loreforge Know me better Than I knew myself About this game Like it's no secret I love pirate stuff. I love the ocean. I love the sea. But I really thought, you know, I really genuinely thought before this dev update, like, no, you know what, guys, that's, I do love that thing, but I don't know that that's going to be that thing for me. And then I saw the dang ripples in the water. And then Ooh. it's just, you saw the, the, the caravan transform into a boat. And I'm like, I'm on a boat. Oh <laughs> man. It <laughs> that's was, my boat. that's, I knew right then I knew exactly what I'd be doing and I didn't, it's me on a boat all the time and just oh my gosh the physics are great there's so many things about it I know we're going to cover so don't want to jump
1: ahead but my
0: goodness it was great cash did you what did you think
1: of that because that looked good again I I loved that very very much Uh, that is something that we wanted to see from the last um, caravan update it was specifically we were like you know the only thing that we that we really missed out of that whole thing was seeing how water transport is going to work I think that they really really nailed the design of that. And it, it takes some time. It should take some time. You know, you're basically I don't even know like uh if it within the mechanics like if if the, if you're building a dock system or if you're just dismantling your caravan and turning it into a raft because you can see like the parts start coming off of the caravan and then the parts start appearing where the raft is. Um i I really loved the way the whole thing worked, looked, and then once it launched, like to me, I know it was only a raft, but it looked like the freaking Titanic, you know coming off the coming oh. off the line, here comes this thing, just the physics into the water and a little splash, and then the thing just kind of settles out. Um, I was very impressed with that. Steven was the first one to the raft, and um, the swimming mechanics look are looking really, really good. And then he climbed aboard. He didn't. He didn't World of Warcraft jump onto the raft. (laughs) He literally climbed aboard. And I I didn't even think about that. That's exactly how that happens, right? That's how they do it. Like there's (laughs) like there's a box jump or something in the water waiting for you to jump off of. Uh, But no, it was literally a climb, and he climbed up onto the raft. I was very very impressed by that. Um. There was a point, and I cover this in my video, too, is there's a point where that raft stops. Mm. And you're just looking at the dynamics of the water and the design of the water. And I think what they were calling water shaders, the new water shaders or something like that. It um, sounds like they, you know, ordered like an extra part and it came in and then they, they did that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Whoa.
0: That looks really good.
1: Whatever <laughs> water shaders are are really badass. So thank you for that. Um, but just just kind of stopping to take the time to look around and see how the river looked, how the, the dynamics of the water looks, how the boat operates in the water, and then they started talking about the currents of the river in the and the uh, waterways. Sonny, you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, so the boat, they had a moment where they were stopped and they were talking about the currents. And if you looked really carefully, now, I'm still not sure I believe my eyes on this thing. But when you looked at the boat in the water, it appeared that when they stopped moving, that the boat slowly floated with the current because you could see the land behind it. And it moved just enough that you'd believe this is what a big, fat boat would look like if it turned off its motor, right? And it just is coasting along. Now, Cash said that uh, that he believes that if you go the other way on the river, that you will actually go slower up the river. I don't, I don't know. We didn't see a lot of evidence of that because they didn't do it. But, but they did mention it. They did mention it. And mm-hmm. if they're doing yep. that kind of stuff, that is... That is just like one more element of that question, Mark, of whether or not to go by land or by river. It's like, is it up river or is it down river, right? Am I going to rip through the river here or am I going up river on this thing and a little bit slower and a little bit fatter a target for everyone?
1: And yeah. what if it's wide? Like if it's a wide mouth river, like is maybe is there only certain areas of the mouth of that river or certain areas of that current that is going to be moving faster than others? another thing you're going to have to scout out before you launch your caravan
2: yeah that would be amazing right if you end up with 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 basically like the equivalent of narrowed rapids almost where you get to narrow areas and the current pushes you through faster and you get to wide open areas and it's more like a lake you know that is that is how rivers work right so uh one thing that i very much enjoyed and this kind of pushes us further and further down the river is that You couldn't just dock this boat anywhere. Um, You couldn't just beach it in the forest, you know, on a rocky outcropping and everyone's off and we're loading the caravan up right here, even though this doesn't make any sense. No, they said and they did that you have to find an appropriate landing for this caravan, for this transition to take place, to build whatever it is that has to be, uh created for that. And so that was a it's not predefined, but it's geographically uh capable of handling that kind of transition, which I thought was fantastic because now you can potentially say like think of how many think of how many like Lord of the Rings or books that you've read where like well, they're Going down the river, the the next place to catch him is at the Brandywine Crossing, right? Like, yeah. these are the kind of things that happen in role-playing games, right? You know that the next reasonable stopping place for wherever, wherever this thing is going is down at X point right. and no earlier.
1: So I thought that was super cool. And my question to that is, and I have an, another thing here I want to follow up with, but my question to that particular point is... Are those landing points going to be something that are marked on the map? Or is that also gonna be part of your preparation? Are you gonna to have to try and deploy a raft at a certain area? Are you gonna to have to, you know, try and deploy your caravan coming out of the water at a certain area so you know which ones you can do it at? Or is it gonna be marked? You know?
0: I think that's a great question. I think ultimately I don't think we know yet, but I will say this I think it truly will benefit any community, any guild to have somebody that that is their thing. Learning the waterways, understanding the ways of the water and ashes of creation, what each river looks like, where you can dock, where you can mark, you know, mark make those notes. Mark those things down. Because when somebody is able to know the waterways, think of how you can basically like almost treat this like a mission impossible thing, getting this thing out of here, the caravan out of here, when you have people stationed, people who know these waterways really well, people who can handle the rafts and know, like, hey, I'm good here, watch out for me you know what i mean and so i think that's a great question it's a fair question but ultimately i think that one of the biggest benefit to any community any guild have a harbor master have somebody whose sole dedication Ooh. is the water don't
1: give away all our secrets
0: dude well this is gonna end up being me
2: because i'm gonna be the guy driving the caravan right and if you're driving the caravan you gotta know the map you're the yeah. you're the driver right and yeah, uh, you better know your stuff Everyone's trying to take care of you and you might be you might be asking them and telling them like we're not going to make it. We are going to stop at this place instead and get ready because we have to go like along this road. But you're absolutely right. Right. Like not knowing where those things are and You could be doomed like <laughs> you just you just are at a at a massive disadvantage with something like that. Oh, yeah.
1: OK, so I have one more thing to throw at you guys about about the uh, the water navigation before we move on and this this was a late entry and i love this one of the comments on our video i threw it in there as a bonus question uh karen from hr which i got a pretty damn good laugh at the name thought that mm-hmm. was hilarious. that's real that's the real name <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah she says she's not met side karen yet <laughs> this is this is from our youtube she says side question what happens if the caravan is destroyed in the water floating crates don't know it's not on the wiki (laughs) not
0: even lex knows the answer to this one lex need to go investigate whenever they're having those one-off conversations at the urinal or washing their hands yeah what's going on here
2: like what if it ends up being i didn't see anyone be able to dive you know maybe you can maybe maybe that's how you get the crates now you gotta like do a salvage mission, like
1: like pirates, right? Like it's a it's sunken treasure, right? And I don't know of any heavy crates that would float. Like maybe the ones with the dirty socks in them. That's how you know the ones that are dummies you and with the, the ones rubber that duckies.
2: Aren't. <laughs> those are Those or are like, rubber ducky crates. Look at those like, things just float away.
1: <laughs> how the heck would you get a crate out of the water that's not floating? Like the thing I was thinking. Like that's a fantastic question. I yeah. wonder if. If it's gonna be maybe like Sea of Thieves style, and that's if it if it can even be destroyed, I would imagine it can probably be destroyed if if the raft is targeted Gotta from so. the shoreline. I don't think so. Gotta think yeah. so. Right, but does the stuff sink or does it Sea of see a Thieves style where <laughs> everything? Look floats? at Nomad Tam in the chat. He's like,
2: "Do the river currents affect floating crates?" Oh, that's <laughs> even even better. They're just
1: see going down the
2: river now. <laughs> even better. And, and you know
1: what? Hopefully. Hopefully somebody, like one of the developers or something, isn't watching this show and they just like click off the stream and they're like, shit.
2: Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris, did you, <laughs> did someone think about what happens if they destroy the thing in the river?
1: <laughs> hey, Bucky, no? um, uh, we need you to take a look at this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sure they know.
0: I just want to make a real quick point. I'm not going to name the game, but I'm just very thankful that when we walk in water, you eventually Mm -hmm. swim in this MMO (laughs) and you do not walk with 80 pound weights at the bottom of the river. Are you having a problem naming the game? I wasn't going to be that guy, but thank heavens it's not New World because holy cow. I don't. Yeah. I mean You're the not like animation. An 1890s naval diver <laughs> Oh gosh It's like I'm wearing a 500 pound suit in that game No in this it's The animations on the swimming You know you guys brought it up earlier But the fact that you You know how you climb aboard, It's an animation And of course they were boarded By the way in that stream That's something we didn't talk about Was we didn't get to see it on stream They had it off cam But they mentioned it That somebody had boarded And they were gone Like they got taken care of Very quickly And so I love the fact that That's a thing in this game How are you going to play these caravan routes? Are you going to put people all along the pathway? Or are you going to have people stationed tactically along these riverbeds? I mean, like, the PvP in this game, I felt from, like, a standpoint of speed, of how quick everything was happening. I don't know what you guys thought, but I really wanted to pose this question to you in, in the show, was what did you feel about the pacing? How did the combat feel to you guys? Granted, they were, you know, nerfed. You know the the attackers were, but what did you guys think about the pacing?
2: I felt like it was fast. Um, I felt like it was faster than I thought it would be. Um, I know that this is something that they talked about, um, and they actually discussed like the pace, uh, and they have an acronym for it or something. It's like "time to death" or something like that. And uh, and it is it is a real thing with MMOs, and it's it's hard to put a number on because it's such a feel thing. But if you feel like you're dying so fast, then it's frustrating and it's not a great experience. And if you feel like you live forever, that can equally be like a weirdly not good experience. Um, and so that balance is just enormous. Um, but I, it, to me, it felt a little bit fast. Now, the caveat to this is that Steven said, Anything that's numerically based is the easiest thing to adjust. And he referenced this a couple different times. One of them was like the time that it took for them to build the caravan, right? He said, oh, do you feel like it took too long to build the caravan in the water, build the raft? He's like, well, that's the easiest thing in the world to change. We just speed it up, you know? We could do that like that. I feel like if you dial up the damage or like reduce the health or something like that, that those are kind of balanced things. Um but to me it felt fast.
1: Did it feel fast to you cash? It definitely did feel feel fast to me and I hope that that is a result of the nerfs that they gave the opposing team. Yep. Cuz they they died very very quickly. Um, by design, and you know, I fully understand why they did that because they they had some stuff to show off, and they had you know a cert- only a certain amount of time to do it. So they wanted to show a little bit of opposition. They wanted to show the smoothness of, the smoothness of what PvP looks like when there's a lot of effects and there's a lot of people in, in one area, which was beautiful. I I loved it. Um, but I do hope that the time to kill is definitely more than that so there's and it's like i realize that when you're in a pvp zone there's not as much um issues with death you know there's not as 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 much taken out of you when you die as if you were just in in the regular world and you either get attacked or attack somebody so like there's no corruption system effects going on there But at the same time, it would be nice to see um, maybe a little bit more uh, extension of of that time to kill. I did think it was quick. Yeah.
0: Galwood in chat says, well, if you're outnumbered a group three to one, they're going to go down fast. And that's a good point. Like, even if even if they weren't nerfed. You had eight people on one character, and they were yeah, all opening with snipe. <laughs> I mean, he gonna die? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're. You, that's just how it goes, right? There's like, uh, what what does Steven call it? Um, uh, well, never mind. But anyway, the point being is like, I feel I agree. I feel as though the nerf had not been there. I can't help but feel like maybe it would have been a little bit slower. I would like to see what that looks like before Alpha Two. I really, really would. Maybe in some kind of video. I don't know if that's possible at this point i don't know what they're going to be doing leading up to alpha 2 but i i would like to see what normal pacing of combat looks like what it feels like but ultimately you're going to have things that get beat and that is when eight people are trailing you with a single snipe so you know like that's ultimately your that's it
2: know and he's also said that this game is i believe he said this this game is not necessarily designed to be balanced uh with all classes 1v1 you know so there is stuff like that right there's there's going to be kind of some old school mmo flavor to these sort of things but i think that we all agree that it was a little bit fast and we just don't know how much of that was related to the nerfing that was in play because we do know that there was nerfing in play so anyway they get down the river they managed to convert it back into a uh a caravan as opposed to a boat which was cool looked just as good coming out of the water as it did going into the water and they managed to get to town um so they get to town and now they have stolen goods right so this is an interesting thing that they've put in here cash do you want to walk us through kind of what their options were once they got to town with a caravan loaded with somebody else's goods.
1: Yeah. So first of all, when uh, one of the points to mention is that, is that when that caravan was first destroyed and they started picking up that loot, a few of the boxes were opened and then it was mentioned by, by one of the developers where they said, Hey, if you keep those boxes closed, then that is going to be worth more when you sell it at the node or at a node." Um, so I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Like if you just keep everything intact, it's kind of like, uh, you know, your, your old GI Joe, you want to leave it in the box. Do you know how hard it was for me to leave that in the box when I was 12 years old? Oh, it's going to be worth more if you just leave this stuff in the box. So I thought that was, that was interesting, but once they did get to the node, there was, a, there was a couple ways to do it, and one of the ways that they could do it was to take the stuff, which they actually tried to take it to um, a vendor that was right there, and the vendor was, like, going to offer them a zero, zero, currency, like nothing. Like, no, I'm not giving you anything for that. So, I would love to see that followed up with, you know, maybe if that, if you try and sell stolen goods to a vendor... Maybe that vendor says something in area chat to bring, like, guards. Like, oh. hey, that's, that <laughs> stuff is stolen. That's I know that point. because Snibblesnob just, you know... Showed up with a broken nose. Can I, you know then I mean?
2: murder that vendor? <laughs> <laughs> How far can we take this? Like that's Skyrim? The, the next step or... in this.
1: <laughs> no, but I, you know, but at least so bandits that are that are you know pillaging the roads will have to use a little bit of discretion. And no. speaking of that discretion, it brings up this this second choice that they had with that, and the second choice was to take their goods to a black market vendor. Because, of course, you know, Stephen and his brigands knew a guy. So here they go down this dark alley and they come come to the back of this thing. And and who was it? Who did they? Ophelia Blackwater. Ophelia Blackwater. They found Ophelia Blackwater, which I just gushed over that name. I love it. It was so appropriate. But anyway, Ophelia Blackwater is in this small little vendor stall down a dark pathway in the middle of town. She was a black market uh, vendor and they were able to sell all of their goods to her for a pretty dang good profit, which I thought was just, it was really cool. Now the important thing, the important thing to remember about black market vendors is in order to have one, you have to have a black market building. Well, that is not standard that doesn't come standard with the chevy right the node (laughs) does not come standard with a black market building your mayor has to make that conscious choice or lack of conscious choice to put a black market building in there and i think that is that's a fantastic add to it because it's going to Introduce the ability for a mayor to have a seedy side of town, to turn the entire node into, you know, illegal trade, smuggling, yeah, all kinds of awesome stuff.
2: JB, this is uh, this is the this is the opportunity for you to build your own little Tortuga. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what did you think when you uh when you found out that the mayor has the option
0: option to put a black market salesperson right in their city. Sonny, I'm just going to tell you right now, you may be a mayor of a, you know, a wonderful establishment. I may be a mayor of a Tortuga because I'm going to tell you right now, (laughs) the moment that was said, in my head, I just saw this vision of I want to live on the water, learn all the pathways, learn the map, and I just want to sail the seas and be a pirate and do this because, oh my goodness, just, it's perfect. It is it is everyone's Pirates of the Caribbean fantasy. It's everyone who played a thief in Skyrim fantasy. You know, like... You mean everybody, period? Everybody. Everybody <laughs> stealth killed that deer and that NPC. You know, like if you played Morrowind, you, you killed the important character's backs so not couldn't continue your campaign. You know, like, this was... This is it, right here. And it just... This is going to... This alone, these... The way that these features like intermingle alone is going to be a lot of people's gameplay. This is going to be their Ashes of Creation experience. This is what they'll do. Because this alone is going to breed such interesting... Interesting. Interesting. it again, slower. There it is. Hang on. Interesting. There it is. Hey! hey. <laughs> it's very diegetic, All right. Uh,
2: there he goes. Now you're just showing off.
0: Uh, so, you know, like, this is absolutely... A a, a a group, a, Two features, really, that mesh really well together. And I think you're going to see a lot of storylines on servers spawn from this. You're going to see a lot of chatter on forums because of this. You're going to see a lot of wars, possibly, because of this. So, yeah, I could gush all day, Sonny, but I loved it. I really, really loved it because it's the first time in a MMO that I have ever seen that I get to bring in a single-player RPG elements a la Stealing. Uh, you know, black market goods live that I just took into a game full of people across the world. Oh, absolutely. It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Cash, what do you think?
1: Um, I, I feel like I'm repeating a lot of what I talked about in in my video, but I like I, I don't care. It's just the, the way that I feel. I think that this is. There's so many reasons why I really believe that this is going to be a staple of gameplay for people. Even people who are not PvPers. I think PvEers might dip their toes into, into this pond because of how wide open the system is. Um, probably one of the biggest, without going through like my entire list of things, I will hit on probably the biggest thing that I feel, the biggest reason that I feel that it's going to be a huge gameplay loop for people with Caravan PvP. It doesn't matter if you're a role player or not. If you are in a guild, which is probably going to be, I don't know, just, you know, throwing caution to the wind, maybe 90% of the people out there that are playing are going to be in some type of a guild organization, small, medium, large. If you are in a guild, there is going to be some level of coordination that is going to be needed for this. One of the things that I talked about was that The offline potential for planning, um, uh, subversion, subtlety, spy work, because that is how you are going to find out where these caravans are. Unless you are out someplace adventuring and you just happen to be within the proximity of a caravan there, that's like one of the only ways that you're going to know. You are never going to be able to rally your troops fast enough to get everybody you need and have a good plan, excuse me, have a good plan to be able to take that thing down. You're just not going to have that lag time. But the other ways of hunting caravans like, just like I was saying, subterfuge, placing a spy in another guild, paying somebody off, bribing somebody to give you information of when and where a caravan is going to be moving full on betrayal those are things that don't necessarily have to take place within the game these are going to take place via discord via a text message or a phone call when you're in the middle of a business meeting that every one of you nerds (laughs) just like me is going to get up from the damn table and go I got to take this And you go outside and there's another guild leader going, hey, dude, such and such a guild is all over your zone. I just found out that they're launching a caravan tonight at 10 o'clock. Are you guys in? See what I mean? Like all of these little things are going to be taking place. You're not even logged into the damn game. That is going to be the draw with systems like this where the mechanics are in place and the developers just go. Make your own content.
2: Yes. Yeah, the make your own content thing is is a big part of this. Um, For all of the things that you said, that you said like a hundred different things, right? Like you said the whole lives of some of these people that are going to be playing this game, and that had nothing to do with the economy. And all of these things are related to economy stuff. Like you you start looking at it from a different angle and you're going to find an entirely different Venn diagram of people, right? So you think about the the complex mayoral decisions of something like this. Like what happens if I put a black market in my town? Like what are the what are the unintended consequences of doing this, there right? Is, yep. Do I have now have I now created a hub for a circle of bandits around my town, right? (laughs) Because they know that they can offload their goods there. Is that what I want? Is that not what I want? Are people going to stop trading legitimate goods there and only bringing in illegitimate goods? Or have I functionally strangled my economy by introducing this, like, target right on top of it? Will people just stop running caravans to my place because I've introduced a black market economy
0: into it and think about how this affects those around you those neighboring nodes those ones that you may be allied with you may have just introduced a ring of crime to them that they never wanted never intended and now because of your decision they there may be tensions that rise that may ultimately lead to war you don't know does a black market fence pay taxes (laughs)
2: Do we are we getting money from the black market fence into the city? Could you effectively run a corrupt city like four bandits, but still have the resources to build out defenses? Can you build a Tortuga?
1: There's no Federal Trade Commission. (laughs)
2: It's true. So we're good. So, I mean, it's like legit possible that you could have a city that is built up for those kind of things. And you could have like an honest to God good versus evil fight, right? Like where we got to take out this city because the a-hole mayor keeps putting black markets up there. And he's right in the middle of all our trade. Like they know they can offload their goods there. We got to take this thing out and burn it to the ground. It is, uh, these are the kind of like economic things that are happening with a simple decision like that, right? It it changes the whole landscape of what the player's options are. And, And this is something that we talked about in the stream. We were live streaming this and it's stuff like this where, if you have a game and you have a couple decision points for the players, then the players make their own type of entertainment, right? And I feel like there are so many in this game that the it, the, the the decisions are going to become so complex that we're going to find players doing things that we had no idea that they would do like the level of creativity that you're going to see out of some of these people is going to be wild because the rubik's cube has so many options on it for things that you can do and how this will affect you know the larger outcome it's like an it's like an economist right you have you have a room full of economists and they will not agree on anything and that's because it's so complicated it's approaching that even in this game like what the long-standing effects could possibly be
1: yeah there's an interesting uh Mentioned from Firebrand in chat. It says, if you make your node uber valuable to the underbelly of Varen society, they won't want to see it destroyed. It's likely those players will help relay vital information to your node about possible incoming attacks and even help defend it because because it's making them rich. Mm -hmm. And, like, I agree with that a thousand percent. And, like, transversely some of that information that might get fed might be bad information because of moles and spies and spycraft. You guys, I'm going to nerd out on this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Look at Galwood. What if you start a
2: city? What if you start a node near a node that you want to destabilize? Right. Oh yeah. What if you, right? what if you introduce crime right next door to a city that you want to destabilize? Right. That's a, that's a fantastic tactic.
0: Agree. Yeah. and think if that's an economy note And the way that you stay in is of course By the money right well then you're let's think You're let's say you're fed money Behind uh-huh. the scenes from the underbelly That you have created and now You're de- not only are you destabilizing But then you're sending people to just deforest Their area like you're mm-hmm. just Picking away one thing at a time It's crazy how A system like this Two systems really it feels like two systems Are blended together And
1: make experiences like this it's crazy to think that we're even going to be able to do this in mmo yeah and it's gonna this like just think of the all these little things that are happening behind the scenes and now all of a sudden you have a mayor that is going to need to start stepping up patrols around his node it's something that small can start changing people's gameplay like yeah hey so on and so forth i'm sorry but you you just pulled guard duty like, we need we need <laughs> patrols tonight because of this, this, and that. And it, it's all, everything is so interconnected in running some of these nodes. And imagine when these nodes get to Metropolis stage, the Metropoli. It's going to be even worse. <laughs> yeah. Just nuts. Isn't it crazy
0: how, like, so the moment that you introduce things like this, it's no longer about... What oftentimes many modern MMOs are, and that's about getting to max and getting gear so you can go do raids and maybe queue up for battlegrounds, or maybe you feel like you want to work on an achievements or exploration or maybe crafting. It turns into where those things know, you know, they're there, you know, they're present and you know, you can do those things. However, it's no longer what's important. It's no longer the number one most important thing. The most important thing is the player created content that have been truly facilitated by features built into the game that leave it wide open. It just, Sonny, it just blows my mind. I, it's crazy. It always has been that, right? Like, it always has been. The
2: the decades that we've been playing MMOs, the stories are always the player-generated stuff, right? Yeah. The stories are very rarely the stuff that was handed to everyone, and the stuff that, you know... The big raid. It's always the. Do you remember the time that we did this? That's those are the memorable stories, and and these kind of mechanics are allowing for uh, exactly that. I want to talk a little bit um, about uh, sort of a bigger picture approach to this particular dev release. We, it's it's obvious that we were big fans of this one. This one was fantastic. They've they've nailed a couple of these in a row. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you guys if you thought that there were any. Uh, improvements uh, that they could make to something like this, like would take a critical eye on this thing. And and what do you think, Cash? Uh, what comes to mind when you when you think of the word improvements on this?
1: Um, I think we one of the ones that we hit on was was time to kill. Um, I'm really really hoping that that was because um, the opposing side was dumbed down a little bit for the auspices of the show, which I think is fine. Um, so I, I just want to see maybe a little bit more. Um, of a struggle between both, you know, maybe see one person's health go a little bit lower and another person's health go a little bit lower. You know, just more of a more more combat um, I would like to see. I do think that in regards to the system itself, the caravan system itself, I like the improvements that they are doing to it. But like we mentioned earlier, like the fire went out, still smoke coming from it. I'd like to see. Some visual degradation of the caravan when it is uh, on its way down and when it's destroyed. Um, Another thing that I would like to see is instead of having that caravan just like spawn and then you move it next to the crates. I would like to see people literally from the party having to move each crate one at a time. Into the care into the the new caravan that's going to transport your stolen goods. I really would like to see that because that does give the opposing team, the one that you just wiped, time to get back, which you're going to have anyway. But it adds a little bit more realism to it, and I think I think I just like that kind of thing. Uh, in closing, for me with with Im- improvements, I still haven't really fully understood what the highwayman system is with the, um, you know, being able to dive into that highwayman system and learn or and learn to be a better, to be better at defense, learn to be better at running care, you know, caravans or better at attacking caravans. Sunny, I, I don't know if you've dived into that. I think I th- I thought I heard you talking a little bit about that recently.
2: I'm pretty familiar with the caravan system, uh, at least as far as like what the what the wiki has. Uh, and the reality is, is that a lot of the people this was this was my thing for improvements was, you know, what is the what is the disadvantage to attack caravans? Right. We're pretty sure that there is no corruption when you attack caravans. That It's an isolated system. It's designed to let people attack caravans. They're not going to make people corrupt and and give them huge penalties for doing this because they want to create that gameplay. And that's fine. And so some people said, well, the disadvantage is the Highwayman system. And so a lot of people said, well... what the hell is the highwayman system in the highwayman system <laughs> is this uh concept that it's it's like a tiered approach on each side if you can think of like a pendulum where if you attack a caravan you swing a little bit further onto the uh bandit side and if you defend a caravan well then you swing a little bit more onto the sheriff's side okay and there are skill trees on both of those sides. If you end up attacking a caravan one day and then defending a caravan the other day, well, this is gonna be rough for you. (laughs) You're not gonna be doing very good because neither side is gonna be very happy with you. Um, I don't think this is actually the answer to the question though, what are the disadvantages? Because for the Highwayman system, If you are attacking caravans, you're just going to get better at attacking caravans, right? You're going to be able to sense caravans further out. You're going to be better at that. Now, I guess there is a disadvantage that Steven said where he said you're going to end up on the on the like the bandit boards where people are going to know who you are. And that's all fine and well. But frankly, if you're hitting a bunch of caravans, people are going to know who you are anyways. Uh, On the defending side, you know, if you're defending a bunch of caravans, you're going to get better and better at defending caravans, which is great. But that question does still remain for me. Like what really is the disadvantage to hitting caravans all day long? Because even though it was nerfed, it sure did look like it's going to be hard to run caravans all over town. Oh, yeah. Um you know, you're you're just driving a slow moving tank full of gold. Uh it is it is going to be a problem. Um they they alluded to some, you know, some nefarious actions you can do with subterfuge and putting fake cargo on and running decoy caravans. And you could run like whole convoys of like 20 caravans. And God knows what that would look like. You'd have like armies of people going through the woods. We personally, the three of us, have discussed this ad nauseum that this is going to be a game that is played between the hours of 2 and 5 a.m.
1: <laughs> because <laughs> that's going to be the time to run caravans, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, you're going to go to bed with a, with a settlement, and then the node next to you is going to be a settlement, and by morning it's going to be a it's metropolis. It's going to be a tent. <laughs> or a metropolis. It's going to be
2: one of the two, right? Like... It, it, I don't I don't know what that is. I want to see more of that. I want to see that highwayman system, but I want to see what it looks like to a person who comes across a caravan. You know, like, do I just wait outside the town and just hit caravans all day long? And, you know, that's what I do. I just ruin other people's day. Uh, it, those kind of questions still do exist for me. This was a great, great reveal on how that works. But I think there's still some questions like, how are you going to balance this, or is it just going to be so unfortunate to have to feel like you have to run a caravan that it's it's punishing? I kind of doubt that, but, you know, it is possible if they don't balance that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think those are both really, really good points. You know, I think when I consider, it, I'm going to be honest, aside from seeing combat like in its true form and its true, you know, where everyone's the appropriate stats and everyone's really going at it, to get a really good feel for pacing for combat, uh, because aside from aside from that, I felt like combat was it was very fast. Yes, but I felt like it was very good. I felt like when you were able to see these animations and things that was going on, it felt good. Like you kind of could see something there. Like okay, this is good. This is good. There's something to it. It's just like when we saw the uh, Tumok video, and you, and you could just feel like oh, there's something with this game. You know, it's some there's something there. I haven't seen it, you know, it's, it's not to its full potential yet, but there's something there. That's how I feel about the combat system. I'm going to go back to the highwayman system that you bring up, Sonny. I, if there's any improvement, and this is really more of a wall of crazy, but I would really love to see the bounty system built into these caravan raids. Somehow to incorporate the fact like, hey, if you've been hitting caravans all day, your name should be on a bounty board. Your yeah, name should absolutely be somewhere where, hey, now you are absolutely my target. I'm coming to you as Mando does, presenting you with my little what is it, the little poggle or whatever it is that they throw down on the table. <laughs> the like, puck, you know, the puck. Yeah, here's my puck. <laughs> you know, like that, because there. I think that that is a a system that really doesn't get talked about too too much, and something that really could fit well here. Something that could flesh out because. Look, I'll be the first to tell you, if if it wasn't the oceans of the seas, the idea of the bounty system really sounds intriguing and feels like it would really fit well here. There should be a there there should be a consequence. Aside from the highway maze system, there should be some kind of weight that is carried for your decision to raid right. caravans all day.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's a, a comment on this from uh, Raka in chat. I have an idea on this. What if, as a successful attacker, you get blacklisted in the city the caravan was supposed to unload at? The guards will chase you, and villager NPCs will shoo you away, like not trade with you. Oh my god, those guards are going to get good cardio because I got a feeling there's going to be
0: a million people going to get blacklisted <laughs> from <city>. saying <laughs> that's rule number
1: rule number two, bro. Cardio. Yeah, that's right. I, I, but I love that idea. I think I think that's fantastic. There should be some some type of a negative consequence to it. If you're going to go rogue in the field, I'm sorry. You're it's not like people aren't going to see you. There's an entire caravan of people that work their butts off for all that material. And they're trying to get it from point a to point B and you are going to steal it and ruin their caravan and leave them there for dead. I have a problem with this. I want justice. You know how big it,
0: these groups are going to be, though, right? Like these oh. caravan groups on launch day, especially. Let's just say it's a streamer. You know that, like that that caravan's safe. It's good. It's good.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, wait a minute. We're streamers, and <laughs> I don't right, think our yeah.
0: caravan's safe right now.
1: <laughs> we. It's not.
2: <laughs> this is one of those things where, like, I know that the the bounty system will exist for for PKers, right? For people that are killing other players, and and that's fine. But people will take that that same feeling when their caravan gets hit, right? Like when their caravan gets hit, it is just as painful as them being killed while they're picking flowers. Like they will have worked a long time to do this stuff. And when their caravan gets hit, I want a bounty on that person, right? Maybe, maybe you, maybe you uh, put it down a little bit. You, you squish it down and like, you don't earn as many points towards the bounty system as you would if you just killed an innocent dude that didn't fight back. Right. Yeah. But at some point, if you are just a constant bandit of caravans, like you should be hunted. You you should have uh, like posters on the nearest town or the town where that caravan
1: came from. Right. Y- you oh, could you imagine coming into town and seeing your your, your character's face and name <laughs> oh. on a poster? Like, oh, so good. Or seeing
2: the guy and then looking at the poster and then seeing the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: whoa, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute.
2: <laughs> but it's stuff like that. Right. Like those are those are the kind of questions that still do remain for me, even
0: after that much information came through. All right, so as we get ready to wrap up for for the coverage on this, let's do a 0 out of 10. I'm going to start with Cash. 0 absolutely awful, 10 absolutely amazing.
1: Where do you rank this dev update for January? Oh man, I hate it when people put the screws to me like this, but um I know. Because I'm I'm a, <laughs> I'm, a I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Absolutely. I don't have a problem I don't have a problem saying if I think, you know, some things could be improved. How many improvements did I have? I say two improvements. I'm going to give it an eight with room to grow for Mm -hmm. sure. But I'm very pleased if it launches at an eight, I am going to play the crap out of the caravan system in this game. For sure. Absolutely. Sunny.
2: I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give this one a nine. Um, I didn't give the previous one as high a score as cash did, um, but I think this one, for me, was... I don't know how they would have had a better video than this. It was well planned out. It was well executed. They were using cameras. They were switching between viewpoints. You know, it was choreographed in a way that told the story, but still felt like a game, like they were playing a game. Um, they introduced, as they always do, a million concepts to us, like, at the all at once. And uh, they just generally had a good time doing it it was a fun fun watch for me um and i i think that they're really hitting their stride on this one so i'm gonna give it a nine um and that was uh that's high praise from me
0: yeah yeah absolutely i'm gonna go with a 10 10 out of 10 for me on this you know aside from obviously the combat you know but they you know that preface that let you know hey these people were dialed you know down i felt like this was a very very good showcase the visuals look amazing you talk about the the, the reach that you see with the graphics I'm forgetting the actual term but you know how far you could see the view distance you know you you got to see great looking armor you got to see great looking models improvements to the water system you saw it all it was a complete story for me I felt like this was absolutely just an amazing amazing update and and it, I, I don't see how it could be any you know it, it it I feel like I'd be nitpicking if I just kept you know going at it but it was a great great update so yeah Hats off. Overall, I mean, excellent. Absolutely excellent. You get, any of you guys have any closing thoughts?
1: Yeah, I can't believe that you guys made me out to be the freaking heathen in this one. I'm usually the white knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the lowest score. Oh my! can I take it back? I'm sorry, Steven. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Next time, you're going to be like, I
2: don't know. I can't even remember what I saw. I got 11. 11? <laughs> yeah. I was 11. Oh, that's so good.
0: <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, for hanging out with us, pushing play here for the show. This was Lore Forge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. If you enjoyed your experience here, whether you're here at the live show or you're listening or you're watching it back, let us know how we're doing. Just take a couple minutes after the show. Let us know and other gamers like you if this is a show for them and plus if there's anywhere we can improve We absolutely want to hear it from you and what you'd like To see on the show so anyway for every Five star written review on I, on Apple podcast we will absolutely Read your review right here on the show But uh, yeah please take a moment go to your Podcast app of choice or even the YouTube Comments and just interact and tell us how we're doing We really appreciate it you can always call us try to keep your voicemail around a minute or less if you'd like to have it played on the show and of course you can always email us loreforgedhq at gmail.com sonny you can go
2: to loreforged.com to find the links to all of our ashes of creation content or go to youtube where we have videos check out cash's most recent video on the caravan system uh the basically the dev update that we just spent an hour and a half gushing about Uh, If you want to recap on that, (laughs) he gives a slightly more concise version. Um, This is also gonna be the week of cash because we are gonna release a video with him talking about the music of Ashes of Creation followed by another video where, God, what is the one on Friday? I've forgotten, like, off the Word. top of my head.
1: I think we're doing music next Friday. On Wednesday, we're doing The Varen Chef.
2: I, it's one of the two. We might it's... do The Varen Chef on Friday and The Music on Wednesday. Uh, either way, you're okay. going to get a double print? dose. You're going to get a double dose of cash, and one of them is going to be The Varen Chef, which is fantastic. Chef's kiss. It's the week of cash. It's the week of cash. <laughs> it's all all, all <laughs> things coming up cash. Twitch.tv <laughs> slash Lower hq. Um, that is, uh, where we do all of our Twitch stuff. We are continuing to stream and have good conversations about Ashes of Creation. So whenever you see us on, no matter what game we're playing, we are happy to talk about Ashes of Creation. That's why we're here. And eventually, just in a short, short few months, we will be streaming the alpha two because there is no NDA. uh if you'd like to join us on our Patreon and become one of our owls well you can get all of our content early including much much more which is the state of the owl that we record every single month and that's at patreon.com slash loreforgedhqcash
1: uh join us on twitter or x uh, jibs at jibs rl myself is at cash quests sunny is at you of coruscant don't forget to follow the show at Lord Forge hq we have been having a pretty good influx it continues into our discord community and um, we're having people pop into chat rogue c popped into chat the other night and uh, he's a newer member and we just had a blast talking and there's just a bunch of really good people i even saw I even saw last night, I was getting ready to go to bed after working on that video. It was super late, so I know it was even later on the East Coast. And I saw one of our other newer members, Chief Koala, was in there playing games <laughs> with one of our one of our longtime friends for the longest time. And I was like, oh my gosh, man, like look, these guys are in there doing it. So yeah, just some really good integration with some of our real old friends and then some of the the newer folks that are coming in. It's just Turning into a really, really neat and fun community. I do want to welcome some newer members this week. Hijo de la Luna, which is a friend from our our Twitch streams, joined us. Rocka D ninety one, which uh, we talked talked to tonight with uh, one of their comments. Cat Snevens, who is also a content creator for Ashes as of Creation and uh, does lore, very, very good. Oracle the White, Ivan Skip Knox, and uh, of course we mentioned Rogue C. So come and join us, friends. It is a really good time over there, and uh, we have lots of chats. Lots of content creators popping in and out, which makes us really, really happy. Agreed. Well, everybody, thank
0: you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful week in gaming, and we look forward to seeing you next week right here on Loreforce. Take care, everybody. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, nerds.